When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's one particular NFL best ball tournament that looks like it's going to overlay like a lot. Right now, it's only about 12% full. The million dollar best ball championship on drafters. So we're going to be hammering some drafters drafts. It's $20 to enter. You can get a free ticket if you use promo code spike or use the link that is down in the description to sign up for drafters. And today it's Friday. We're drafting. You're getting ready for the weekend. We're going to get into a draft right now. These sneaky sneaky sons of bitches. A, we're sneaky because you're here. I don't know why we, I don't even know why I let you come on here today. But uh, we were talking right before we went live that uh, I said it was nine out of 12, the draft. And uh, literally, I clicked the button like as I hit the intro music. And it felt, it's, it, like I was like the last person to get to get, to get into it. So the draft is already about to start. We are we are in here. Um, hopefully we got obviously we, we got we got Liam, Best Ball Mania 2 winner. Uh, let me zoom in a tiny touch here. Um, we have let's see. Lund definitely no Lundar. I, I think most of these people I've seen before. Obviously our Updog. boy Updog, Rodney Chuck, I know. Um, I don't necessarily know if I know some of these other names, but I feel like I've seen almost almost all of them. Yeah, Liam, of course, gets gets the 101 uh, influencer uh, champ 101. They got to make it easy on Liam this year because he's bound to he's bound to uh, regress, I guess. So we got to give him the 101. I mean, he's just going to draft all Bills players that. Yeah, is this Josh Allen present? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas. So hopefully Jamar Chase falls to us now in this yeah, draft. Right, exactly. We, of course, uh, get the non-influencer 109 that absolutely nobody ever wants, particularly not in what is likely to be a smart draft here where the top was, five guys are not going to fall. It was DraftKings, but the other day I got Jamar Chase at the 109. Yeah, and it's amazing. I, I love the DraftKings. Yeah, I love the DraftKings drafts for that, specifically drafters. Uh, the the drafters people are definitely um, way too smart. I do have the extension. Um, I'm just going to refresh my screen. I do have the extension overlay uh, installed. Well, hopefully it uh, starts showing once the draft gets going. I may have to refresh again. I don't know if hackers watching. He'll tell me when I fuck up. With uh, with the overlay. So I asked this question in the Discord earlier, and mm-hmm. it's like legitimately something I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. Are you changing your approach to where and what you're drafting for the rest of the season now? Kind of, kind of. Um, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show where now that I have a better grasp of kind of my exposures, my player combinations, I never really have to think about the correlations and stuff anymore because you know the overlay uh, presents it yep. to me while I'm drafting that like, I don't have to ever think about the week 17 stuff that I'm getting, but I am thinking about like, okay, now I can dive into my portfolio and look at what specific week 17 correlations I have, or mainly ones I don't have. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's the ones that I'm trying to figure out. Like, do I have uh, using the bills example that we were talking about? Like what bills bangles do I not have? We're obviously on the clock here with everybody gone. Didn't we take Travis Kelsey last time? Uh, I, I think so. But, um, I still would like to take. I'm never going to tell you to say to not take Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I, 
think he's totally a smasher. Let me refresh again. This is probably user error. Even I screw up with the uh, the overlay sometimes, but uh, we'll get a, we'll get a rolling here shortly. Um, Travis Kelsey, though, talked about him yesterday as well. But he's a guy that I'm probably just going to keep drafting. And when he, the 34 year old tight end inevitably gets hurt, uh, like the middle of this year, I'll just you know shake my fist at the fantasy gods. But um, particularly here on drafters, he's a guy I really want to just I just want to keep drafting. I'm drafting a ton of Kelsey in the late round. It's like him digs. I got Cook the other day in the second, which was fun. I think yeah. it might have been even Kelsey Cook, which was an interesting combo. Mm-hmm. Um, after we draft, I, I kind of want to go back to the way you're approaching the drafts, though, because it's it's literally the thing I'm thinking about the most. Best ball moderate brings up Noah Gray. I've been drafting Noah Gray. I think I talked about that before. He's been like mm-hmm. an 18th or 20th round grab for me on some of these teams. Best, but... ball, best ball moderate was already ahead of it. How much? How much Noah Gray? I guess let's let's hit a pick here really quickly. I really hate this range. I think we did this on the last stream too. Saquon is definitely my favorite pick here, but I'm open to uh, if you have a different opinion. I like Saquon as well. Sometimes I get I get um, frozen here when I see Mixon fall this far in the second round mm-hmm. because I'm like, it's not like I love Mixon. I don't hate him though as much as others do. Yeah, but when I can get like a a Mixon combo with Kelsey, it's becoming more common though is the problem. But yeah. But before it would have probably just been a smash for me just to grab Mixon Kelsey because of how unique I thought it was at that point in time. and But Barkley is probably the way to go. Barkley is going to be first-rounder by the end of the draft season, for sure. Right? Really, like here, yeah. Uh, on drafters, definitely. I don't ever have really a lot of faith on, <laughs> in DraftKings drafters, uh, but underdog and drafters, I think. And he makes a ton of sense in, uh, in, in both, but in drafters especially where, you know – I've said this 10 million times, but you know, week one is just as important as week 17. And yep. there's only so many workhorse backs who catch a ton of pat. Like this dude has almost caught a hundred balls. And I know it's been several years, but like there's reasons to believe he, he could be, you know uh, what Christian McCaffrey light or something in maybe a better offense. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't think there's any reason that Baker Mayfield and, and those guys should project that much better than Daniel Jones with Brian Dayball and these guys. And so, why can't he just be, you know, one of the top couple backs? Like, I get why, like Najee, why people like Najee and stuff, but I can't really still figure out what, why, what's the difference? Other well, you're than ready for 500 carries. I no, don't know saw yeah. that quote. Yeah, that's going to go over well. That's what I want. 502-yard <laughs> carries from my first-round pick. That's going to go go really oh. well if they're running Najee 500 times that's actually what people don't people are like excited about that that's probably a really fucking bad thing for his fan his fantasy value like i don't want 500 yeah. carries i want like 225 and a bunch of catches and touchdowns dude right. long right. touchdowns right yeah it's it's not good so no i completely agree i have some Najee here and there i'm not like not a guy i'm going out of my way you're being told to refresh your screen we've tried to refresh the screen a few times yeah, I know. This is it, new new software. This is how it goes. It's probably user error, but I did I did update uh, whenever I, every time hacker sends a uh, a message to update, I try to go in and update. I have to update today. It's yeah. I've been super busy, uh, but I literally have to update because I my weekend is going to be figuring out how I want to attack the drafts for the next month and a half. Yeah, legitimately, like I need to. I'm I'm probably pivoting to more drafters. And now mm. I'm wondering if I'm going to I'm at 75 on Best Ball Mania right now. And the plan was to max it. Like I, I if you had talked to me 2 weeks ago or a week ago even. Um let's make our pick here. Damn, Kyle Pitts is here still. That's the thing that I get triggered about with taking Kelsey is, you know, sometimes you get Pitts to fall back to you and I really like Pitts obviously. Um don't really want to take James Conner if we already took Saquon. I'm open to DJ it's Moore. Moore or Sutton, right? Yeah, let's let's do. I, I just Marquise Brown isn't bad either. Yeah, but um, I like I, just, I like Moore here. I just shit on the Panthers and then took DJ Moore in the third round. Um, typical streamer, but uh, I mean DJ Moore is still one of the guys I feel like, and I know some people probably disagree, but this is how I felt about him last year. Um, our good friend Ben Gretsch. This is one of my favorite phrases, like in all of 
best ball um, is like a small loss, big win type player. And now third mm-hmm. round player can't really can't really. I guess like Kyle Pitts could be a big win, but like a third round player can't really be a big win. But there's really like almost no way to like really lose on DJ Moore because we've seen the floor for <laughs> several years now and you've never really lost on him. And we just have never gotten like the touchdown season basically. And I'm not saying that's going to happen with Baker. I don't really like Baker either, but those are just the kind of guys like really good football player has established that he's really good can win in any different way. He's been the deep downfield threat. He's been the underneath guy. He's been everything. Um, and so you just need to kind of catch lightning in a bottle once in a while. Um, let, let's do Sutton. I have so much fucking, so much Gabe, Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis. And I don't have a, a ton of Sutton and they are in a similar tier for me. Um, Sutton's the play or for me personally, I mm -hmm. I'm always looking at acres in this range. Yeah. uh, As well. I just, I think people are so dead. I think that we should be looking at buying the opportunity on cam acres because people are just remembering how he looked at the end of last season, which wasn't great. Right. But we know that he is on one of the best offenses in the league. He was coming off a, catastrophic injury way before he probably should have and he's gonna get the opportunity like they are gonna give this dude the ball like while he's playing like as long as he stays healthy so to me it's just checks off almost every single box that i want for a running back and i still don't have enough cam acres and i'm trying to figure out how to work him in a little bit more yeah it's funny it's funny you said that because um, I actually did. It's been a, a few weeks now, but I did. I think the first draft stream for drafters that we did this summer, mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the first ones. And he was on the thumbnail, actually, because I, I totally agree with you. He was a guy that I was like, I've really like ping ponged around on Cam Akers. I came in with that exact same thing. It was like we had the playoff contest. You remember he was Mm -hmm. like coming back in the playoff contest and people were like, oh, he is going to come back. Right. And he was a late round pick and he was it turned out being, a you know, it didn't work, but he turned out being a really good late round pick in like those NFL playoff best ball tournaments. And then he sucked so, so bad in the playoffs that everybody went from like rocket ship cam makers to like way too low on cam makers. Exactly what you said. I'm not. Like, super excited about him as a talent. He's whatever, I think. Um, he's fine. But I just think the Rams have always proven, and and it's kind of like innocent until proven guilty, right? Until they stop having workhorses at all times, we kind of just have to expect that they're going to mainly have a workhorse. And he's probably like a, a one of the heaviest bets for volume in, in the league right. right now, you know what, top 10 or something like that. And on one of the best offenses in the NFL, it's just that we have that sour taste in our mouth and some legitimate concerns, but I, I want to buy him. And again, this is, he's a good example of a guy on drafters that like, there's very different things. Like when it comes to these playoff format tournaments where like the early round running backs just have inherently more risk in those those tournaments because i need you to not just have a good season i need you to like have a good season and be healthy in week 17 which just like doesn't happen so much um for those running backs and so it's just a different game and whereas i love him over here it's kind of like we didn't take james connor james connor was available i'm more i'm much more open to him here than say on underdog which i think some people would disagree with but um that's kind of my general approach to drafters I think that's fair. And I think that's something you, I think drafters, you really have to look at differently than the other two because of that factor. And it's something I have to wrap my brain around when I'm drafting. Kyler, Amonra, Metcalf. Kyler's fun. You know, you know, he's very rich. Yeah, you know me and Kyler. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, What's his uh, average annual 40 something? 41. 41? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Something like that. Uh, it was funny to see the people, you know, uh, you know, how like how many people do you think put, like literally I put tons of bad takes out there, obviously, like every day um, on the Internet. But like the people that literally like put out that like Kyler should play baseball many years ago. And like now he just got paid, he's going he's gonna to make just in salary, not even, um, you know, um, uh 
off the field stuff, he's going to make $40 million a year for the next five years. And like, you know, he would still be making the minimum in baseball right now. You know, the minor leaguers are making like 12 grand a year in, in baseball. And this dude is making 40. Yeah. I, I thought the other takes that were funny were when people thought that he was going to get traded. I was joking about it when like that whole, he took the Cardinals out of his, um, <laughs> took the Cardinals out of his thing, but they were never going to trade him. I think no. Eric actually brings up a good question here um, about handcuffing on draft. We'll hit, I, I, I haven't missed you guys' questions. We'll, we'll hit those. We've just been covering some other subjects. Right, like Kyler Murray being really rich. And me yes. really <laughs> sad that I'm not rich. Yeah, exactly. This motherfucker. Juan Soto turned down <laughs> half a <Right>. billion dollars. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I think Elijah Moore is my guy here. I've been coming uh, around a lot more on Elijah Moore. Okay, let's let's do Elijah. I also, um, I don't think we talked about or we did talk about Russell Gage, um, so we don't really need to hit hit him too much from the other day. But um, Russell Gage is another guy who I don't particularly love. Like again, in the playoff format type stuff. And that's why in when choosing between him and Elijah Moore, but like if Elijah Moore were gone right there and we were like <laughs> Dobbins, Jacobs, Gage, Schultz, Godwin, you know, I do like Devonta Smith. But like if we were choosing between that and Gage again on drafters, mm-hmm. I think he's a pretty viable guy because like, and you know, if Godwin does miss X amount of time, he's going to be a smash. There's no Gronk. And we, people keep saying like, oh, he's going to fade once Godwin comes back. And of course, he's going to be worse when Godwin comes back. But they supported five dudes last year. Why can't he still be really good when when other guys come back? You know, it's less. I don't want to spend a sixth round underdog pick on him. But here in full point PPR cumulative scoring, I kind of like him a, a little bit more. So him and Elijah are a lot closer here than maybe somewhere else. So my my thing isn't about Godwin coming back and Gage fading. That's not my main concern. My main concern mm-hmm. is somebody getting signed with Tampa right now. Ah, so Julio like or something. Yeah. So if if it's me, like if I'm hesitant on Gage, which I am in the sixth freaking round, it's just it's crazy. It's tough to do. Um, I just worry that they. It just feels like that team is going to bring somebody else in. Brady didn't come back for a mediocre roster, right? Like he's forty eight years old 40, <laughs> you know what i mean yeah like that's funny but he's literally 45 or 44 <laughs> how like old he, is he i think he turns 45 this year in august yeah holy shit he does that yeah. is fucking insane that is I, I, I he's gotten so old that it's just like out of sight out of mind like you just know he's a million years old you don't even really remember what the number is so for me it's like the the roster looks a little mediocre right now right you're looking, you see Evans, you know, Godwin's there. But other than that, it's, you know, Fournette, the Hamburglar. And <laughs> and you're just like, it's like Russell Gage. Eh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would not be shocked if you see like Julio or Will Fuller. Will Fuller doesn't feel as right to me for that team just because of the way he plays versus what Brady likes to do. It just to me isn't a match. So I would say it'd be Julio over anyone. And yeah. I don't know. Like that's my concern with Gage more than the Godwin stuff. Because does I think seem like right. a, does seem like a pretty good Julio uh landing spot, that's for sure, with Brady. Um I'm sure Brady, you know, kind of like the A B thing and Randy Moss and all that. This is this had to have been a guy that uh uh Tom, you know, has respected and liked for a long time. What do you, this is another one of those weird ranges. I know I just scrolled down and, you know, saw one of your guys. Um, but he, he does, MBS does go a little bit in this range. So I like, I like Ayuk. Ayuk's fun. I like Ayuk a lot this year. Lance is, Lance is already gone, but we can take Ayuk from the Lance owner who, Lance, by the way, went at 75 overall. We are, we're approaching, we're approaching sixth round Trey Lance now uh, on the sharp sites. I, I'm liking the roster we're building. I might plagiarize it after this draft and do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, to to double back really quick, because I think it's a fairly quick conversation. Liam has um, kind of hit the handcuffing thing. I think one of the big reasons to handcuff that people talk about on other sites is it's a way to kind of, you can still advance your team, right, with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison because no one else in your in your league 
has either one of them if you have them right Mm -hmm. and then if you advance into the playoffs you probably get some kind of if dalvin missed like five weeks his his advance rate's going to be really low but you just basically got that elite production that could still win you your league and advance in the playoffs uh advance to the playoffs then maybe you know who knows how the you know People play out wild scenarios like so-and-so misses week 15 but comes back for week 16. This is the problem with the handcuffing argument. You have to pipe dream really random specific scenarios. But those do exist, right? Justin Jackson steps in for one week, one or two weeks when Austin Eckler's out and goes for 35 fantasy points. And then you get Austin Eckler when no one else has Austin Eckler in the final round. And that low ownership in those playoff formats is really valuable. That doesn't exist here. If some if if CMC gets hurt or, or we'll just use the Eckler uh, we'll use the the Madison example if Dalvin goes down for several weeks thousands of, there's there's thousands of other teams that have Alexander Madison without Dalvin Cook and so they have a first round pick that's smashing right Diggs Devonte Kelsey whatever and then they they have Madison who's scoring the points and so they're just beating you and you have to you have to outscore everyone in raw points on drafters it's not just a matter of advancing right I like Damian Harris here just so you know Ooh, okay I mean I love Damian Harris yeah sell me that you're you know you're the Patriots guy you're the Patriots fan sell me the Damian Harris take I'm happy to take him here I mean, the Damian Harris take is is super easy. As much as I love him, Andre, this year, too, you know that they like to use multiple backs. The only two backs that they're really going to use this year, unless one of these rookie emerges, is, is Damian Harris, who's in a contract year, who they're just going to beat into the ground, and Ramondre Stevenson. Right? Like, he is still going to be the lead back, especially to start the year. So if we're talking about drafters and opportunity, you know, in the beginning of the year is as vital as the end of the year. Harris is definitely a smash to start the year. Like, and potentially ride the entire season. I love Ramondre, but they are going to play Damian Harris football or attempt to. That is just what they're going to do. I mean, like, they did it all last year, right? Yeah, it's true. I, he's, he's an interesting one where <clears throat> he was a smash at this price last year. Even when Ramondre came on <laughs> later in the season, he was he was a smash. Obviously, it's a little different because they drafted two guys, and James White will eventually be back. Who knows when? But he was just a smash at this at this price, and we've all decided, you know, other guy James Connor smashes. I'm not trying to make an apples to apples comparison here, but James Connor and Lenny smash last year, and we've just been like, and and their situation is the same as when they smashed last year right i know chase edmonds is gone but that's the reason why james connor crushed is because edmonds missed a bunch of time lenny was the workhorse we're, we're just giving those guys the same role and everything that they had last year in the same production but damian harris far outperformed this eighth ninth round adp last year but we're worried about him and i I'm worried about him too. I have a lot more Ramondre. I don't have a ton of Damian Harris, but I think it's at least interesting as the market is not interested in pushing Damian Harris up the board. And it's like, why wouldn't they just do the Harris and Ramondre thing again, where Harris, if you know, he's the lead on a good offense run first, probably going to score a bunch of touchdowns like, and we're scared of him. You know, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. He's one of the more kind of polarizing guys, I think. I thought I was going to win Best Ball Mania because of Damian Harris last year in the finals. That that game started with him scoring two touchdowns immediately. I know. I know. And we, I was we, one we, of the few people that had him. Pete and I didn't have him, and I was it was so triggering because, <laughs> because he just keeps he we had Mac. Yeah, we, we had we had Mac uh, Hunter Henry uh, Mac Hunter Henry stack I think. Uh, with Sony, who, you know, we took Sony for <laughs> different reasons, obviously, and he ended up on the Rams, and he was great, too. But it was the same thing. I'm like, God damn it, every touchdown is rushing. Like, I mean, they scored a million points. Mac, Mac actually scored, like, 20 fantasy points. But it was like, you know, they scored, like, 50 points, and we got 19 from our quarterback because Damian Harris scored three in the first half or whatever. Yeah, I, I he scored two, and then he got hurt, like, right yeah, away. Liam, Liam had Damian Harris. But to, to the But to the point, it was like, you know, he he was one of those guys you you didn't need Damian Harris, but you sure as shit wanted him. You were not right. upset that you had Damian Harris. And I and I got to the finals on a zero RB team in that. Yeah, huh? Same. 
seems all the smart people got there. <laughs> no offense, Liam. Kidding, obviously. Um, I like Hunt here, I think. I don't want to take Ramondre, obviously. I, I, I've talked a lot about the Browns thing. Um, I don't know how, how do you, I know I don't have to sell you on Dearness, but I'm still kind of in this current window of the offseason, really trying to get my Kareem Hunt and Dearness shares just to get out ahead of something happening. Obviously, if nothing happens and all four of those running backs are on the roster, that kind of sucks, but you're not, you're, you're fine. You're not hurting. It's the same thing as like a small loss, big win. If you have Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson on your team, you're fine, but the upside is like, Cream Hunt or Dearness get moved, and both of them are just total rock. Like the big, they would be they'd be two of the biggest risers in the whole player pool, right? Yeah, I'm I'm grabbing a ton of cream. Well, not a ton of Cream Hunt, and not as much as Dearness Johnson because Dearness Johnson's free still. But I'm still grabbing Kareem Hunt. I, I mean, it's and on the same roster sometimes as well. Like it's just yeah, it's just such a easy move. I think um, I actually don't take a ton of Rondale, but I think we stack Rondale with. Um, Kyler yeah. here. Yeah, that works. Um, Let's double back on a couple of these questions because there were some really good ones yeah. from earlier. Um, I will hit, I want to hit this one. Eric asked, will draft IQ be set up with NBA 2 right now? When I sync my NFL lineups, it works, but it gives me some long error message about the NBA draft I done. Yes, NBA is not set up yet. We're working on getting NBA set up as we speak. So very soon NBA will be set up. And um, I know not everybody loves NBA as much as I do, but once we get a little bit through this heart of NFL season, I'm going to be grinding the ever living shit out of, of NBA. They already uh, underdog specifically already launched a big NBA contest. I suspect some of the other sites are going to launch some pretty awesome NBA contests and we will be supporting it in draft IQ draft IQ, the overlays, all the tools will work for all the sports. We're trying we're focusing on NFL right now, but they will work on everything. Um, let's see. Oh, Liam did ask, which was a good question. Uh, best guess on how, how or not necessarily overlay percentage. How, how full do you think this this tournament gets? It's about 12% right now. That's crazy. I thought it would be more at, by this point. Um, what do you think? Like 70? Like roughly 70%? Yeah, 70 to 80 is my guess. Somewhere in that range, 70 to 80. I, or, I, I think, or do you think that once everybody fires all their 150s on everything else, they just start coming over here? And the other question is how many people are firing 150s, right? So that's what you got to kind of figure out. Good I, question. Because like I'm not – I'm I'm probably going to max the DK $5 because we're – yeah. Why I hit a hundred today. I hit a hundred today. I'm I'm trying to get that over and done with that, <laughs> so I can focus here, uh, BBM whatever. Um, I'll, I'll be done with that one fairly quickly. Yeah. So I'm doing that one. I want to fire somewhere there. Twelve, fifteen dollars single entry stuff. I've already done one of them. I'm seventy. I'm seventy. I'm exactly seventy five in on BBM, and I was gonna pivot over to the two dollar and twenty two one on, on um drafters as well and now i'm like well how do i really want to approach this and i was looking at my stuff for last year i think i fired like 45 bbm teams made the finals i fired three teams into the puppy two made the finals mm -hmm. and i fired 150 into the dk and did not make the finals and <laughs> like you know like obviously that's like just variance and stuff for sure but do does it make more sense for me to fire like 100 i'm not going to do below 100 pbms yeah i'm probably i mean there's there's a 10 million dollar prize pool i think somebody said that in our discord today that was like i think in reply to you because uh, yeah. you posted you asked this in the discord and I, I i i agree i agree with both you and everything you just said and um i, I sorry whoever it was that replied i apologize um saying like I, I want to chase some of the overlay, but also BBM is the biggest contest, kind of the most fun contest, $10 million prize pool. I'm not going to like not draft in there just because there's overlay here. So it's a delicate balancing act um, for me. Ooh, God, I hate some of these ranges of this, of yeah. the draft here. It's kind of gross. In certain I've been spots. taking a lot more, uh, uh, a lot of Michael Carter. We had a fun Michael Carter debate the other day. Uh, anybody jump out to you? We have five seconds. 
Um, whoever you want, just take whatever. Let's do let's let's do Michael Carter. I have an idea for the turnaround, though. I want to see okay. how much of this guy you're drafting when we get there. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Alex but, asks, but why my, are you? My, sorry, my funds but, aren't unlimited either, right? Yeah, so, like, I mean, I'm. Nor's your working, time. Nor's your time. That's the that's, other problem. Yeah. I was already worried about trying to figure out how to max BBM, especially because now I want to do everything. I want to do all my BBMs on the desktop now, right? It's such an advantage. It's such an advantage. So, I know we don't have. I know I'm a. <laughs> I'm being a boomer and couldn't get the overlays to show up here, but they will be moving forward. And if you watch the, I did a, a DK draft the other day, Monday, I think it was, and uh, we've been doing the drafts here, obviously frequently. Uh, you see, like the power of the overlay. Like you get to this, you get to like this range of the draft, and everything's lighting up on your screen with all the stuff you need to know. And it's like you don't have to be as locked in and engaged. Um, and I also think it's important for drafters, which again, I wish it was up here, but you can see like, like you don't have to think about on the 30 second clock. Like when you have a bye week problem, right? It's like, if we have Kyler here, right? You see, he has a week, he has a week 13 bye over here. If we get to, you know, the next tier of quarterbacks and you know, none, of course, none of these guys have a week 13 bye, but it would, you know, Baker would light up like in red, like, mm-hmm. hey, dummy, you, you probably don't want to take him because on drafters, I can't afford to take a zero at, at quarterback. Um, uh, who are you? Quarterback. What do you think of Trevor Lawrence here? Ooh, I like it. I want to let I want to hear the Trevor Lawrence uh, take. I also like Trevor Lawrence because there's some late round stacking options at uh, multiple well, that's positions. Part of it. That's part of it for me is you can get most of his stacks late. I've all, obviously you saw my Kirk exposure, which is you know, banana land high, probably too high, but I don't care. Um, because I, I just believe that Kirk's going to be the guy there, but I also like Evan Ingram a ton. And yep. I just think that Trevor Lawrence is almost a tier with Tua together. Like they're like this weird middle tier. And I like getting Lawrence in like the 12th round and being done with quarterback a lot of the times. And you can backdoor that. I mean, we don't have to on this, but on every other platform, I can backdoor stack Lawrence like more easy. Like it's one of the easier game stacks to do. Oh yeah, and 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 you don't have to game stack on here. You can right. uh, We also had a conversation in the Discord. Like I don't really like Marvin Jones. I actually prefer Zay Jones at cost. I I'm I can't believe I did this to myself for the second year in a row that I like I'm attaching my brand to these like really shitty players that go in the last round of drafts and somehow Zay Jones became one of them but it's like it's I, impressive look, actually I, I it is impressive to like literally try to tank your career uh over Darrington Evans and Zay Jones and Trey Lance is the Jimmy G's backup uh and Antonio Gibson who now goes in like the ninth round dumb shit was taking him at the one two turn last year congratulations right. I can't uh, wait to construct your tombstone <laughs> later in life. And my just... wife's already working on it. I'm sure. <laughs> There's just going to be so many other names on it. Died in early this... death because of Zay yeah. Jones. And... Died in early death because he kept streaming about Darrington Evans and Zay Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I can probably get them to go to the funeral for like $25 each. So, oh, well, Zay Jones is going to be out of the NFL fairly quickly, so he could probably <laughs> use the twenty five dollars. <laughs> um, but like, I, Zay Jones is going to play, going to be a starting wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's about the extent of the good things that we can say for him. Right? But he got paid. He got paid. Right? Visca, I'm sorry. It, like, he's not very. He's not very good. Certainly Speaking not. Of on, dead. Uh, yeah, literally dead. Um, yeah. Let's see. We're we're pretty flexible here. I don't really want to do a tight end just yet. I actually don't know where Ingram goes on. Now we get yeah, we can really kind of prefer a wide receiver. Don't actually mind. Um, we can do Marvin. I don't really like Marvin, but I don't actually mind Robbie here to kind of create a little Panther stack without drafting Baker. Anytime cool you can draft a wide receiver that absolutely hates his quarterback, you have to <laughs> pull the trigger on it. Is what I Has would Robbie say. Has Robbie ever liked his quarterback? Though he's well, playing he... with Sam Darnold, and uh, literally always Sam Darnold. Motherfucker goes from the Jets. <laughs> he can't get away. He can't get away from, from Sam Darnold, and then he gets Baker. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anytime you can do that in the thirteenth round, you just gotta absolutely smash, smash that draft button. Yep. Smash so. it. 
Um, anyway, we don't need to talk about Zay Jones any, anymore, really. But he's the kind of guy that's, to your point, like with Lawrence, with mm-hmm. those kinds of kinds of quarterbacks, it's such an easy way to like. I like Christian Kirk too. You've kind of sold me a little bit on on Christian Kirk, but outside of Christian Kirk, every Jaguar that you want to stack him with goes in like the thirteenth, fourteenth plus round, and Zay Jones goes in one of the last rounds. And I mean, I don't think he really has passed to being the wide receiver one, but he could be the wide receiver two on that one hundred percent on the wide receiver two on that team late. And if Lawrence takes a step forward, if the team takes a step forward, uh, I think that's that's pretty fun. We can take Marvin here if you want to take Marvin. Um, do you want to take? We can take I know, Ingram. I know you like Alec Pierce a lot, so do you I do want to like do Alec that Pierce. and try to let's push do it? Pierce. Let's do let's do Pierce. Get that oh, week seventeen that, correlation when it the, doesn't when it doesn't matter. This proves the beauty of it, where you can push this Jag stack, and we can still get it right. It's true. So Jones is still on board. Um, Ingram's still on board. Zay Jones is still on board. So it's like. You can push it, and you're fine with just getting that other one, and it's never a problem, almost, all the time. And then yep. if you really want to get wild, you can get the zombie LaVisca Chenault and just hope that his corpse gets reanimated somewhere down the line, and you still have a Jacksonville stack unless he gets traded, which is still <laughs> a lingering possibility, I suppose. Yeah, I guess technically. But, um, yeah, I, the Jags are funny where they were a team that uh, – Everybody was kind of like not bullish on because nobody besides ETN was going super high. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, until Visca got steamed up, obviously. But everybody was like interested in okay, there's some young talent here. There's also some old talent here. There's the number one overall pick, a good quarterback prospect, and like a reasons to be excited about this offense. And then it was, I mean, <laughs> we joke about like the Jets and the Jet, uh, the Jets and the Giants and stuff like that. The Jags were like the biggest disaster in the nfl last year and because of that now we're like not excited anymore about trevor lawrence we're not excited about the jaguars i know etn has kind of gotten gotten steamed again but like christian kirk is the wide receiver one on this team that got paid a goddamn fuck ton of we talk about kyler kyler's worth the 40 million christian kirk is not worth 25 million dollars a year and they paid him all that and they they signed evan ingram Right, they signed Zay Jones. They still have Marvin Jones. I don't know. It the the division stinks. The division is horrible, and we're like not as excited this year as we were about them last year, which is kind of funny. Hypothetical: Where would we be drafting Christian Kirk if he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs? Oh, so it, like over Juju? Like let's say yeah. Juju and Christian Kirk switch. Yeah. Uh, close, very close to Juju. Juju goes in the fifth. Higher. Juju yeah. goes in the fifth. I think Juju has a little more name brand recognition and has ha- has had that like really almost like superstar season. Um, so I'll just I'll say that Juju goes in the fifth. Add ten picks or whatever. To, so fifty from fifty five to sixty five. You think he would be behind? See, I think he would be I, up. I think he would be behind. I think it would be up because you have the sharps drafting first, right? And I just think that they would push him up sort of like a la Gabe Davis. Because if you had the casuals drafting right away, Gabe Davis wouldn't be a fourth rounder right now, right? If you had all the casuals come in, you weren't allowed to draft. Like, they had no idea of where to draft. Gabe Davis isn't a fourth rounder. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So, like, Every time I post a Gabe Davis tweet, there's somebody telling me about how bad he is. So like, you know, but other people smarter than me can see the upside for Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis. So that's why he goes where, where he goes. But like the casuals are not interested in Gabe Davis. They want Brandon cooks, baby. Like, give me the, give me, (laughs) give me the Brandon cooks. What a good Uh, poll there. That's a great poll. (laughs) Oh, damn. Okay. Ingram, Ingram is gone. I kind of like McKinnon here. Because I don't particularly have a strong wide receiver take, um, I, not, I'm open to I'm, I'm open to whatever. Well, I'm gonna McKinnon's, start. McKinnon's fine. I'm, do you I'm, do you hate JD McKissick? Like, are, is that like is that just a guy you're not drafting? Yeah, pretty much. So, it, it and it, this could be a flawed way of of thinking about things, but 
You have a, a generally bad offense. And not just bad. I think Washington can be okay on offense. But they have no paths to being great. Right? Mm-hmm. We just talked about the Jaguars. I don't think the Jaguars are a great offense either. But we have a second-year Trevor Lawrence, who was the number one overall pick, awesome quarterback prospect. He could just take a leap, and this offense could be good. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is, Car- is Carson Wentz. Their, you know, their receiving group is fine. McLaurin, Samuel, Dotson, whatever. Um, so then you, you, you have no paths to the offense being really good. And then you have a situation where he's only a pass catcher because they, they've literally just drafted two, uh, running backs in the third round in the two of the last three years. So Gibson and Robinson are going to do their things on early downs. Gibson might steal a little bit of the passing work. Who knows? There's no, like with Naheem Hines, I could see a scenario in which JT gets hurt and they kind of like become this like Bills-esque passing offense where he's, you know, kind of just out there a ton, even though he's not necessarily running the ball a ton. I don't really see that for Washington. He, he I don't see a scenario in which he's just like a total smash. Where are we at on tight end here? Let's see. And then I, then I will rebuttal. I, I do. Uh, I do actually like Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Let's do it. Perfect. So it's not like I'm completely in love with JD McKissick, but Hopefully I find we myself fucked up the buys at all here. Uh, yeah, that kind of matters a little more here. Look okay. at us. Look how good we are. Although that nine ten nine ten is fun. Um, Look at us, Paul. Paul Rudd. That yeah. that is one of the, my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> McKissick, I'm grabbing very build specific. So I'm grabbing him on a lot of zero running back teams that I'm drafting rookie running backs or guys that I'm looking to pop off later in the season. Yeah. And my counter argument to you is look at what happened with Washington and him in the offseason. He signed he he agrees to a deal with Buffalo, backs out for the same money in Washington, right? So what is Washington telling him about his opportunity in Washington? He feels as though he has a better opportunity probably in Washington than going to probably the best offense in the league. Yeah. On a team that just had Devin Singletary at the time. So he feels as though he's more comfortable, has more chance at making more money. Like, that's the way I'm trying to think through this J.D. McKissick thing, because why else mm-hmm. would you stay there other than if your family was absolutely in love with Washington, D.C., which nobody's absolutely in love with Washington, D.C. No, not been there multiple times. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's really not that cool. Yeah. Sorry so to anybody, if you're if you're from, <laughs> if, you're, if you're from D.C., I'm from St. Louis and St. Louis isn't cool either. So, like, it's not it, it's not a, uh, a, a a slide. It just is what it is. Like, it's not Miami. It's not L.A. It's not, you know, it's not New yeah. York. It's whatever. Yeah, so like, I just think that we're overlooking a potential bigger role for JD McKissick in Washington. So then Gibbs. So then, but if they drafted Brian Robinson in the third round, that you're basically saying that's a fucking death sentence for Antonio Gibson, which I agree. Actually, kind of the way with. I've been drafting. To be honest, I I barely have drafted any Gibson, so yeah. I think McKissick has more value than we think. I'm not saying he's going to come out and be like a number one running back or anything like that, but -hmm. I think it's a guy that in the back end of drafts, you can grab. And like I said, it's very specific builds. It's not like I'm trying to go hyper fragile. And then JD McKissick's like my fourth or fifth. I'm going, if I'm going zero RB, he's kind of a guy I'm looking at a lot of the time. Don't start me on traffic right now. Let's not do the traffic talk because I will win. Right. Okay, let's see here. We are two five seven two. We're sitting pretty good. Don't need a quarterback or a tight end, so it's really just running back and mm-hmm. wide receiver. Um, I don't really. It's probably wide receiver. Oh, okay. Let's, yeah, let's grab easy, Zay. Easy game. Yeah, Zay's the easy pick here after we missed out on Ingram. Yep. So, but that point that proves our point perfectly, right? Like we didn't have to do anything. It just right. fell into our laps. Yeah. And you get that Jacksonville stack and you get, I think, a very viable quarterback in the 12th round. I don't like anyone after Lawrence, really. I mean, I'm grabbing guys after Lawrence, of course, Mm -hmm. because you just have to based on how you're drafting some of these teams. But I don't like anyone after Lawrence. 
Like Lawrence is the last guy that I quote unquote like. So yeah, I like. <laughs> God damn it, you're gonna get me to keep talking about these shitty players all the time. Like I like Daniel Jones, uh, more Giants propaganda. Obviously, I do like Mac though. Um, I do like Mac Jones. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that we take Dearness here. If yep. you're cool with that. That's one of the things I tough, love. Tough sell on me for DR. Yeah, exactly. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, that's one of the things I'm really actually like trying to actively do is do the hunt plus Dearness. People all like how many people do you think it's it's a it's a mind fuck, right? They're both on the Browns, and one of them is a backup, and the other one is the third, the you know, the third string running back on the same team. People are naturally um mentally against handcuffing as I am. We just fucking talked about why we shouldn't handcuff, especially on drafters. But the upside scenario for both of these players is that they're not on the same, they're not on the same team anymore, you know, in a month or whatever. And so it's like this weird, unique combination where like, what if hunt I'm throwing, you know, I'm throwing shit at the wall. What if hunt goes to the saints or God forbid, what if hunt goes to like, the Chiefs. What if the, the you know the, the Chiefs are talking about cutting Rojo? They're not gonna they're gonna play Isaiah Pacheco. Like I'm sorry, the, to it wasn't. The, they weren't talking about cutting Rojo. It was like some dude named Greg that walked by practice <laughs> one day. <laughs> That's who some said dude. they might cut Rojo. I walked by practice for five seconds, and you know I didn't see him on the field. Like that. Yeah, he what put- happened there. He put he put the seventh round rookie from Rutgers who yeah. like Rutgers averaged like 150 yards of total offense uh, last. They were the absolute disaster of a, a a Big Ten program, and this dude went in the seventh round. And they're like, "Yep, he looks like he's going to make the roster in Rojo's." Uh, like, and like like yeah. Isaiah Pacheco doesn't have more flaws than Rojo. Right. It, it just like I saw that report. I was like, "This is." this is the shit that that we look at and people start overreacting to. I remember last year, like as much as I love Gretchen, like I agree with him more than most analysts, even when camp started, I think like the second day of camp, they were like, um, Oh my God, I'm such a bad person right now. What's the, what's Kenneth Gainwell. He's like, Kenneth Gainwell is taking reps as the third. He's undraftable now. I'm like, it's the second day of practice. Mac Jones's practice Jersey number is still number 50. And we're saying that we can't draft Kenneth Gainwell. Like he's like, they're not going to make a late round or middle round pick work his way into the rotation. They don't just hand those guys the keys. Right. So Mm -hmm. like you got to like take a lot of shit with a grain of salt until second, you know, until like the second preseason game, not all of it's noise. Right. But it's filtering through that. Yeah. And and like if there was ever a clear example of noise, it was that to, to me. I agree. I totally, I totally agree. It's just funny to uh, bring up also because I just saw Dolchich go in the 19th round, and it reminded me that uh, <clears throat> the fantasy football gods have given our friend Pat Corain too much love with the Dol. You know, he, there's nothing but puff pieces about Dolchich, and then he had to, he had to at least get a little kick in the nuts when the when the Rojo news happened. Like, I, it, it's the chest has probably been getting puffed out a little bit too much for most of the off season with the Dolchich thing, and now. Uh, at least a little scare, you know. Had to. That, that's what. That's what uh, Mo Dog says. Like it, it was at least a little scare if you're if you're heavy on if you're heavy on Rojo. Um, I don't really think we need another running back. At least not yet. We can kind of decide on that. No, we do probably need to beef up wide receiver a little bit. Do you have anybody in particular that you like in these later rounds? Doesn't have to be. I mean, in this format, I, I mean. I would probably be smashing Odell in most formats. I'm still trying to work my way through that on drafters. Okay, I just start him. Like, because we'll he's so unsure, and it's a tougher format to take him in on draft. It is. It is. It is. At least, at least he's a 19th slash 20th round pick. So, um, yeah. So you, I mean, it's not like taking DeAndre Hopkins, right? Where you're just right. killing, you're just killing capital on. The early. I'm not in on this Dolchich thing, by the way. I'm. I stand with Davis Maddock on this one. Me too. Alberto is a uh, for the for the for the premium subs. Alberto is a is a core pick. This this as FF Doom says, false flag operation uh, that Davis has coined for uh, for Greg Dolchich. Where I'm I'm happy to go down with Alberto at pick 150 or whatever. If we're going to keep steaming <laughs> this this nonsense about uh, Dolchich, so. I think it's still probably wide receiver here, but I think it should be fairly 
fairly flexible. But I, I do think when you take like Pierce, mm-hmm. you know, and some of these guys and DJ Moore's your your wide receiver one, it's probably best that we take another another wide receiver. But I don't mind doing it with one of these like Valus or Ooh. where's uh yeah, I know it's bad. Where oh <laughs> shit. We only got four seconds, so we're about to take Valus Jones. Did somebody take Taekwon? Did I miss Taekwon? Well, I think I, I think Jones is fine. Yeah. But I think when you take I would like another upside dart and say whatever you want about Valus, but just being a kind of rookie in a situation where he can earn um, a role. That's the same thing for Taekwon. Like Taekwon goes in the set or was a second round pick runs a four two forty in an offense that is absolutely lacking any, any form of explosion. I mean, they're trotting out these, you know, Jacoby Myers and Devonte Parker and Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Damian Harris. Right. And they just dropped, I... they invested in this dude. So I, so I like, he's my preference over Valus, but it's kind of the same thing. Like these high yeah. draft capital wide receivers that the market doesn't care about. I, I can't believe the freaking Devonte Parker love I'm seeing on my timeline this week. And it's just, it blows my mind. And it's like Devonte Parker is still that dude. What dude, what dude, <laughs> like who is Devonte Parker? <laughs> he worked 30 years in and he hasn't broken out yet. And he's going to come to the New England Patriots, who synonymously, A, can't draft wide receivers, and B, can't do anything with veteran wide receivers. Like, since Randy Moss, basically. Like, what are we doing here? I I don't know. Devontae Parker seems bad. I'd rather take the shot on Tyquan Thornton, but I don't know, man. People are are weird. People are real weird. My my favorite thing about about the Patriots is – not naming Bel is Belichick losing it like his like mental capacity because he, they 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 haven't named I don't think he's going to name either an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. He's been doing this for years though. Like he the only reason why they had an offensive one is because they had Josh McDaniels for so long. Yeah. There hasn't been a defensive coordinator for the past few years here. So it's like this weird freaking thing that he does. It's him just – it's just Belichick doing Belichick things, right? Where, like, he just – he's just a weird dude. He's hes Vince McMahon who just who, retired today. Who retired, yeah, who who uh, yeah. Uh, just retired uh, this afternoon. Yeah. Um, he definitely – he definitely gives less fucks, FF Doom. But let's run down our team really fast. If anybody want, if anybody was in here and wants us to look at your team, by, by all means. I like, I, I like this team, though. Um, we went with, I want to scroll down a little bit so we can see, obviously our first round pick is pretty important. Travis Kelsey at the one Oh nine and came back with, with Saquon in mm-hmm. the second. And then just to go back up to the top and kind of read down after that. Um, once you see that start, we have Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence at quarterback added to Saquon with Damian Harris, Kareem hunt, Michael Carter, Jarek McKinnon, and Dearness Johnson. I, I really love, um that kind of mix and match at running back you get saquon mm-hmm. you're like anchor saquon obviously Inc- uh saquon is your you know hero running back or whatever here and then you kind of get a shot on one of the if you prefer ramondre or or what melvin goes in that range or somebody goes in that range if you prefer one of those guys that's fine but you get a shot on that like eight nine round right. eighth ninth round running back and then another one with hunt and then michael carter uh again we had the conversation in discord about this like he's good. He catches passes. He's not gonna not play. I like Brees Hall, but Michael Carter feels like a really good pick uh at what 135, 129 is where we got him. McKinnon is like, you know, whatever, but I'm willing to take shots on McKinnon. Um, just given the ambiguity of the Chiefs, it, it's the Chiefs <laughs> running back room, and we have no idea who's even gonna play. And so I'm happy to take shots on him. And then we talked about the Bears or uh, the Browns stuff. DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Rondale Moore, more, stacked with more, more. Yeah, stacked with Kyler Murray, Robbie Anderson to create a little Panthers secondary stack, which assuredly won't blow up in our face. Alec Pierce, <laughs> uh, Zay Jones, Odell Beckham, and Valus Jones. So again, kind of like mixing and matching some, you know, kind of veterans with with rookies with uh, injured flyer f- free agent guys, and then uh, added Hayden Hurst to to travis kelsey really really like that team actually it's actually a fun team the, the one thing that i i wonder on on drafters 
is if we we should have seen where did Baker Mayfield go? Just out of curiosity. So he went in the 15th, 16th round. Yeah, we probably couldn't have grabbed him, but like it might have been interesting to have that conversation about making Baker our third quarterback, even though we have Kyler Murray. And if we just, you know, axe off, I don't know, somebody from our team, like who do we get at that point? Hayden Hurst. I mean, that if you oh, stretch, Eric, you take him. And you don't end up with Odell or whatever. You just cut the injured guy out of your, right. out of your team, right? Uh, right. You Baker, you take Baker there, and you kind of push everybody else down, and um, and don't take the the injured guy. Which I, I don't have a problem with Odell, but I think that would probably be um, an interesting way to 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 go about it. Um, this is a phenomenal comment by Lendar. You got sniped on two <laughs> different Bears receivers. It's like the store being out of Natty Light. Yeah. Uh, that was like when I was in college and we would go get Keystone. We, we would drink Keystone before Natty. We st- I don't know why. When I first started, we drank Keystone. And now if if, if someone tr- – I don't even know if they make Aren't Keystone you in like the bear capital of the world and you're drinking Keystone Light? I'm talking about when I was underage, when I was not of age and a poor, broke-ass high school and college kid. And you could go get – man, these were, the good, these were the good old days. You could go get like a 30-pack of Keystone Light you know, for like 10 bucks. Or whatever. So thirty beers for ten dollars. It was like, uh, of course, that's what I'm gonna do. I I don't have any money. I'm a broke ass college kid. I put like three dollars in my gas tank because I don't want to spend any. You know, when it's time to fill up, like, oh shit, I'm on E. Let's put three dollars and fifty cents in the gas tank. <laughs> so naturally, I spent ten dollars on god awful beer. But that, that, that's how me- you know we're old because we yes. could put three dollars and fifty cents in the tank and. <laughs> actually make it somewhere yeah exactly that was that was like two gallons of gas that was more than two yeah. gallons of gas back yeah. then we could get somewhere at that point um i have a question for you that's not related to this draft have you finished your scott fishbowl yet oh no um actually i can i can pull up my team really fast because I, I might be on the clock actually now that uh i have my scott fishbowl shirt on that's why i ask so this is nice. my division let me, see. Let, me, let me see if i'm on the clock i can make my pick if, if I am, no, of course not. This fucking, I don't want to, I don't want to share my screen because it's this one guy that is, that's holding us up, but I'll share the, yeah, whatever. It's going to, it's going to, you want to see my team? I have my team up there. If you yeah, want to share. share. Yeah, 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 yeah. I finished mine today. So, so I'm go in ahead. the uh, 18th round or 19th round. Wow. It's crazy that we beat you because we didn't even draft the first day because we had to replace somebody. We had to replace the 102 on the first day. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did I tell you the reasoning why? Yeah. What it did was, you say that it was? Um, the, the 102's air conditioner broke, so they could not draft. <laughs> so I just, I was so, I was like, okay, it's, it's you have eight hour clock. What are we doing here? <laughs> like, so yeah, I so didn't know. Is his internet connected to his air conditioner? Or I know, right? <laughs> the Wi-Fi plugs in. What is it? I don't know where you look. The Wi-Fi plugs into the fucking air conditioner. I don't know. Whatever. I looked at that text for like 15 minutes, just <laughs> you know, with the with the math equations going on over my head. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is how you leave the Scott. Visible. Charlie from Always Sunny up with <laughs> yeah. the board. You're like, I can't fit. how does this work? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's hear the let's hear the obviously anchor CMC team with Kyler and, and and Kyler Lawrence, which we just drafted. This is fun. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So we went Kyler Christian McCart Christian McCaffrey, Stephon Diggs in the third, which I like. Trevor Lawrence in the fourth. Remember the scoring in this is super flex. Yeah, AJ a. Brown, TJ Hawkinson. Then I just hammered wide out Cortland Sutton and tight end and tight end uh, tight end premium as premium, well. Premium, yeah. Corlin Sutton, Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, MVS, Ramondre, Madison, Tyler Higby, Daryl Henderson, Alec Pierce, Samir White, KJ Osborne, Chris Evans, Dearness Johnson, Malik Willis, and somehow I got Isaiah McKenzie in the 22nd round. Which God damn it. I I I he's I've been waiting on you you know I love Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> and I'm like trying to figure out when to take him because uh, I, I am kind of at a tier break here uh, in the 19th. I'll share mine in a second. 
And um, I'm I'm thinking about like he, it's way too early, but I'm like I just fucking want this guy. I don't want anyone to snipe me. I'm like I I was picking tenth, so I'm at, I'm about to be at like a turn. And uh, Mackenzie is one of those guys. I'm like, do I just push it to the like like? Am I willing to give up one of the guys that I want in this you know for charity contest? Right to, to get to get to get you know whatever the, the Dontrell Hilliard it's like oh congratulations you pissed away the pick that you wanted and you got some totally useless 20th round pick um but Isaiah McKenzie definitely I mean Evans Dearness and, and Malik Willis and Isaiah McKenzie in the last four picks is like pretty freaking insane when you started Kyler CMC Diggs Lawrence AJ I Brown was shocked to get CMC in the second like because I see him going a lot in the first and a lot of the drafts still in the mm-hmm. first round. I think even like Davis Maddock took him in, in the first. Yeah, Osborne as my wide receiver, wide receiver 79 was crazy as well. Yeah. I think it's like we have to remember when we're drafting Scott Fish and what other people are going to have to remember when they're drafting like their home leagues and stuff. Those of us that are drafting even 50 teams, never mind the 300 that I've drafted, <laughs> we just – we know – we know the guys, right? So like when everyone else is falling, you're like KJ Osborne. I was still hammering running back, but I'm watching him. I'm like, I think I can push KJ Osborne and get him later <laughs> and just kept pushing him. And, you know, took Daryl Henderson, took Zamir white and was able to get KJ Osborne. Our edge is ridiculous over everybody else. Right. All of us, like yeah. everyone in this chat right now has 100%. this massive edge over everybody just because they've drafted even if you draft 10 best ball teams, your edge is through the roof over everybody else just because you've seen it. It's not going to be, it's not going to be like panic mode for you. You're like, Oh, yep. I know this guy's usually here. Oh, this guy's three rounds past ADP. Let me grab him. I know that he's not supposed to be here. And uh, I know my home draft's going to be like that. Everyone's going to be panicking on a 30 second clock. And I'm yep. just going to be sitting here like, boop, 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 boop. I'm going to finish <laughs> last and I'm going to cry. Right. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's what I, I haven't won any of my like home leagues in forever, and they all make fun of me because, like, oh, you talk about uh fucking fantasy football for a living, and you finish sixth every year in our league. Congratulations! But uh, I just I just shared mine, and we have a like a ton of crossover on players, so that which is probably not surprising to uh, the average person who listens to this. But I was really excited. I picked from the one ten, and. Literally, Kyler and Lamar are both uh, uh, Kyler and Lamar are both there at the 110. So again, this is super flex. There's also kind of go check out if you want to go to scottfishbowl.com. It's interesting. And check out the the scoring is very interesting. There's like first down points and uh completion and incompletion. But anyway, so quarterbacks obviously in a super flex are very valuable. And Kyler is my quarterback too. And I'm picking 10th. And I'm looking at the ADP and stuff. And you know, Kyler is always going in the top six or seven. And yeah. so I get him at 110, but I also get him and Lamar is still there. And, Wild. and so I'm like, I, I prefer Kyler. Um, and so I take Kyler and I'm like kind of looking at, see what my second round options are. And then like people keep t- like taking other guys, like the, the 111 took, I don't know, you know, like Najee or something like that. And, you know, and I'm just like, I just, you just got gifted Lamar and then and like Lamar falls all the way back to me at the two Oh three. Right. Yeah. And, and then I do a similar thing to you. I take digs in the third round. I went Kittle Kittle came to me in the fourth round. So I got the elite tight end in the tight end premium. And then I, I also got AJ Brown stacked Kyler with Hollywood, got my guys, right. Gabe Davis, Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith with the young kind of wide receivers obviously went zero RB. Um, got Ramondre just like you did. Took mm-hmm. took Melvin. No offense. Again, tight end premium can be a, a, a flex play or whatever. We both took Madison. Um, and I just kind of been hammering running back. I mixed in Ritter, uh, kind of the similar thing to your Malik Willis thing. Um, but I prioritized Ritter a little bit because I was in a spot where I'm like, eh. same thing as you. I'm like, if Foreman will probably come back to me. I think he was even my top running back there in the 15th round. And I'm just like, I'll yeah. just take a, a shot on the the third quarterback. Now I'm in this weird spot where, um, you know, there's still some running backs I want to throw darts at, but like Eno was kind of the last guy where I'm like, I want him. The rest is like really bad, honestly. So now I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. There's a couple wide receivers like McKenzie or whatever. We can even look really quick at uh, like look at ADP and just look at my league. 
just to see so you guys can even see who's who's available. Did so, you just stay with the PR? Or did you pick your or did you pick I didn't, your spot? I got auto, I got automatically assigned, yeah, to the Peoria one and I left it. I didn't pick my spot. I didn't do anything. I just kind of half assed I half assed the whole process. I left um, mine, it worked, so. it worked out really I mean I would not have chosen one ten, but getting Kyler Lamar from the one ten, this is this is pretty nice. Getting so anyway, Kyler he, Lamar, and then you get third round reversal. Yeah, exactly. Third, you get Kyler Lamar, you get third round reversal, which gives you Stefan Diggs and George Kittle. Right, which <laughs> like is that's, bananas. It's absolutely, absolutely insane. Um, yeah, how does I don't know how Lamar went in the second round of the Super Bowl. I I, I don't he know. Was, I'm the only to be clear. I'm the I'm the only person that has. You can also look at that uh, in here. I'm the only person that has um, Kyler and Lamar together. So I was instantly, literally within the first two picks, I was I was you know unique. Yeah. Which in a several thousand person contest, yes, the dogs are losing their shit next to me. We can wrap up in a second, but it kind of here's who's available. You see, you know, Corey Davis, Robbie Anderson, whatever. Like we're in this kind of awkward zone of the draft where like all these dudes are really the same. Yeah, I mean, and you're not drafting a kicker, right? You're waiting on that. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing the kicker shit. No, yeah. I, 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 I play for keeps. I don't yeah. play, you know. We had uh, kickers flying off the board in the uh, like 10th round in my league. We haven't. We haven't. No, kickers have not been going in this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, for me, it was crazy to watch that. But I just wanted to see what your team was stacking up as. I'm pretty happy with mine. I, I mean, like the Godwin... DeAndre Hopkins, the two question marks there. I mean, Hopkins isn't a question mark. We know when he's coming back. But I still feel like I have a good enough squad to uh, counteract that for now, personally. All right. So. The dogs are telling me it's time to get out of here. Let's get out of here. Uh, as you've seen on the bottom of the screen, the Strafters overlay is going to be crazy. I, I, I'm going to be in there. Rob's going to be in there. We talked about even like shifting a little bit of our draft focus around the fact that there's going to be like seriously significant overlay. It's probably going to be the only spot in the entire industry where there's like really big, big overlay. So I do personally recommend, obviously we're streaming drafts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't recommend shit that I don't believe in. And I believe in what, you know, drafters has done. And I believe in the fact that we can really take advantage of, of this overlay. So we will be back. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday drafting again next week. We're launching some, yeah, you see these fuckers wrestling behind me. We're launching yeah. some new shows, some new shows next week. We're pausing. I'm, I'm not announcing it yet, but we're pausing best ball bros. Cause we're really about to get into the heart of draft season. So we're going to wait to kind of re kick off some of the best ball bros interview series. And we're going to be, uh, diving into some more specific focus for the 2022 fantasy football season. So I will see you guys, uh, on Monday, maybe Rob will see you on Monday, Tuesday, whatever. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you guys later. Peace.